check it out, hey, 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 check it out. Hello. My name is John person joining us here in a moment who is a special guest I've been trying to get him on for a while um, I'll wait I'll, I'll let the anticipation build up because I did just send him uh, an invite as well so we're going to be doing fun stuff how you doing buddy I'm doing good how you doing I am doing alright Getting good grades, future so bright. Gotta wear shades. Oh yeah. So I think you might have been the first person to uh, to talk with me about the raid that went on the other day. Yeah, how crazy was that? That was that was um I don't want to say something like insurmountable, but it was it was pretty unprecedented. I don't want to say unprecedented either because everybody's saying that, but they're pretty spot on. That is a that is fitting for that word. Unfucking precedented. Yeah, because they could have started with Nixon and kept on going with all the rest of them, but nope, they started with Trump. Yeah, well. You know, this is um, this was a sentiment from uh, Dave Smith when I listened to him. Uh, now, given he was pointing it at Trump, but I would I would point it towards any of the previous presidents from George Bush Senior down or up. Um, when you do something like this, you want it to be for the right reasons. You know, I get people thinking, oh, any way you get them, you get them, whatever. Like Al Capone getting caught on what tax evasion? Um, you know, and it's it's good to stand by your laurels too uh, when it comes to this. Uh, <laughs> when they, they went, went after, after Trump, Trump, I mean, they, they went, went after him for the most ridiculous, ridiculous shit that he was already in. He was already cooperating with this archive department. I can never remember the name of it, but. Um, yeah, for them to go after him with with a raid when they could have subpoenaed for these supposed documents, which is now what it is. Merrick Garland tried to say that he didn't know anything about it, just like the rest of the Biden administration, which is a load of shit. Uh, and now he admits it. Um, you know, some people, I just don't, there's no hope for them. They, they will believe whatever they're told because that's how they've been, that's how they've been conditioned. And, uh, you know, these, uh, the lies that they tell are just gonna, just gonna turn a blind eye to them. You know, not you and me, though. We're, oh, no. We're special. We're special. I think we're, uh, we're, we're the, the cream of the crop, as they might say. Um, some might say, we're fucking better than you. If I could, uh, take a quote from Anna Kasperian. Is that her last name? 
experience from the Young Turks? I don't recall, uh, but I have said that to people. Well, when they go, what do you think, you're better than me? I'll look them straight in the face and be like, well, yeah, dude. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Of course I'm better than you. Yeah, I mean... Hello? It's like it's, <laughs> certainly there's, you know, being conceited and there's being um, self-centered and all that other shit, you know, sociopathic, whatever. <clears throat> but there is a level that that most people should come to understand that there are some bad people out there that you are certainly better than this idea of like well you're not better than anyone else bullshit I'm not a pedophile those two guys are bad news and uh, yeah I would uh, I would seriously consider myself better than them murderers rapists drug dealers even though I'm I'm not a fan of the drug laws uh, most drug dealers, and I'm not talking about weed. I'm not talking about natural shit like shrooms and stuff. I'm talking about fucking hardcore crack and cocaine and, and heroin, fentanyl. Those sons of bitches. Yeah, I think most normal, um, average people are better than them, personally. You don't have to agree with me. That's where I stand. Um, do you have uh, any thing that you want to talk about when it comes to oh there he is do I gotta use Did my you... <laughs> that's what I was about to ask you <laughs> oh yeah I already have your skating name unless you want to use a different one I'll do it and then he's gone so it's he's gonna come in like that where it's just like a noise and then it's he's there and I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce you to but I want to introduce him to the to the world. I want to introduce him to the audience. Damn it if he didn't leave. And, and it is the world. I was listening to somebody else talk about all of a sudden they had a spike of uh, Russian downloads. And, uh, and I've noticed on mine, it says I have Russian downloads. But then when I click on it, it says it doesn't have any data. But I can kick on something lower than it. And have, you know, go to, I don't know, Sri Lanka, and they'll be tell me some town somebody listened from. Oh, sure. It is the world, for sure. To my audience, to those listening, I want to introduce you to a very special guest. Even though Bentley Meadows is a special guest, this guy I have been trying to get on for forever, and he is finally on. Would you like to introduce yourself to the world, sir? It's me. DB. DB Cooper. Can you hear me very well? <laughs> ben. I, I can hear you. Okay. DB Cooper. Nice my I'd like to introduce you to Bentley Meadows. Yeah, I feel this, like another guy already. I know, as much as I talk about you two. So this is exciting. Um, finally got him on. Uh... So we were just kind of starting to talk about the raid that happened in Mar-a-Lago. Um, Bentley was kind of giving me his uh, his take on it. You want to continue, and then we'll go over to uh, DB. Sure. Yeah, so the other night when it happened, I was talking about it. And, of course, I knew from experience, you know, even me, I'm like, well, they got a judge to sign it, you know, so it had to be legit. 
theoretically, you know, it's like, but I've known shady cops and shady judges in my lifetime, so there's a possibility that that could happen. And it seems like they found that one shady dude to do it. it I, that is a pretty spot-on description of said dude, being Bruce Reinhardt, who has a pretty nefarious connection to, to a very nefarious person, being Jeffrey Epstein. Um, did that take you by surprise? Did it take you by surprise? Because it certainly didn't make I wasn't really surprised. I mean, I figured something. I knew it had to be someone like him. Yeah, it's um, it's different. DB, what's your take? DB? <laughs> DB, are you there? <laughs> He's gone. It takes a minute to get acclimated to the ins and outs of Anchor, so we'll forgive him um, until he comes back. So yeah, they. Uh, well, I guess so. There needed to be an application from the FBI, and then it needed to get passed down. So I don't know necessarily where Merrick Garland uh, fits into all of this because they say he signed off on it. I'm like, okay, but. Doesn't it? Isn't the flow, the workflow from the application directly to, unless that was the application to Merrick Garland, he signed off on it, and then he needed a judge to sign off on it from Florida. So maybe that's the workflow. There it is. Um, and then it made it its way down to him, which should, don't you think that maybe that might be? some form of a conflict of interest to have that judge sign off on it? I feel like there's a conflict of interest you, in there. Yeah, I would think so, because he's like three or four different ways he's connected to that case, and, you know, like donating to Obama a couple yeah. times, hanging out with Epstein, uh, and there was something else that what do they say they re should recuse yourself but he was like no I'm good yeah well, I'll sign where yeah wasn't there a couple I saw some judges recuse, recusing themselves um, from something was it was it this was it another case maybe it was yeah I can't remember but I want to say I had read some article about it. Um, and then they went in and uh, didn't allow for his lawyers to be present during the raid. Um, now, as Rand Paul, as Trump, as a, quite a few other supporters of Trump had pointed out that they could have uh, planted evidence... Um, I had said in, in my episode, what was it, last night or the night before, uh, that I don't think that that's the case. Because, I mean, sure, it could be, and then they would have to come back in, um, kind of like D.B. Cooper's going to have to do here in a second. But uh, I think more so it would be that they're they're bugging. I mean, they're, they're, they could come up with anything, dude. They could just, you know, say that they found um, whatever document 
within his possession that he supposedly wasn't supposed to have, uh, they could have done that after the raid um, or claimed that it was a part of the raid. But I think a hell of a lot more that they bugged the house for sure, dude. I mean, stuff's probably in, in sink draining. It's probably in light fixtures. It's uh, probably in walls and carpet and fucking the wood floor, you know, wherever. He needs to have somebody go through that bitch and fucking and, uh, do some searching. He shouldn't go back into that house. No. No. I, I don't think I could, man. Even after, if I did send, you know, have a whole team of people to go through and find shit, that'd make me so fucking paranoid, you know? Um, and that's me. That's somebody who hasn't done anything, you know? It, it, that would still make me feel like, oh, shit, dude, they, they're, they're listening, you know? Um, yeah, so they do this to him. They didn't ever do it to Hillary Clinton in the 33,000-plus emails and the 13 devices that she destroyed and yada, yada, yada. Didn't do it to Bill Clinton with his connections to Epstein. Um, didn't do it to Hunter Biden uh, with his whole laptop scandal. Um, quite a few others they didn't do it to. But Yeah, the whole summer of 2020. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, for all the people that they got from J6 and um, they didn't go after the the Antifa members that, you know, bombed the, firebombed and, and uh, 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 what's the Russian name for this Molotov cocktail, you know, the the federal buildings out in Portland and, and all that other shit. Oh, they Everyone were paying their, their bell to get them out. Yeah. Yeah. DB, can you hear me? Yep. There you go. Okay, what's your take on it? Well, first of all, uh, after hearing, like, Rudy Giuliani talk about the, uh, they were in contact with the FBI already, which seems kind of weird in general. Right. So, uh, I don't know, like, I was hearing somebody today, I think it was Gavin, talk about, uh, he thought it was maybe them trying to plant stuff in the house. Yeah, like, I don't want to take away that the possibility of that like I said um, but that would in, that would indicate that they're going they're going to come back right that because if they planted something then somebody needs to find it well no as in like surveillance oh I see yeah, they bugged it yeah 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 I think that's that's more so um, the way that they went but a lot of people are saying they planted evidence and it's like yeah, yeah I see I that like so much right <clears throat> It just all seems like the, the whole the whole typical theme with Trump, you know, is they're, just, he's, they're always trying to find stuff on him, and he's probably not the most squeaky clean individual ever, but at the same time, he's not committing crimes, and uh, it's just like they were, in, they were in contact with the FBI, or I don't know if it was the FBI, I think it was the FBI directly, they said, but they told him, like, to lock something up, and, you know, they, they told him what to do, and then they do this, and it just seems like... Like me and you were talking the other day, I, was, I just don't see it go, going good either way with either outcome with them stopping Trump from running or, you know, like what already has been tarnished, you know, because they look yeah. so ridiculous to start with. I will say this. I feel like the more that they do this, the more squeaky clean Trump looks. I mean, you assume with all of the things that he's done in his life that there must be something that they can find and they're not finding shit. 
and they're looking for everything. They're looking for every little thing that they can use against them, and they're not finding anything. And I thought that he, all right, he was a cutthroat businessman. You know, he's cut some people out of some shit. He's done this, that, and the other. Nothing sticking to this guy. Like he's he's seemingly <laughs> squeaky clean compared to me. You know, they could probably find some shit that I did. Yeah, um, that's, what, that's what Gavin said too. He's like, if you went around your house, you could probably find something illegal to get in trouble for. Yeah. The average person. Um, I'll start with uh, Bentley on this one. Bentley, why do you think they they did this overall? Like, what's the big plan here? And then I'll go to DB. Uh. First thought is uh, to distract us from something else that we should have probably been paying more attention to. Like the day before this happened, something happened, and I don't know what it was because <laughs> we started yeah. talking about this. Right. I mean, it wasn't Olivia Newton John dying, but that was a tragedy. I yeah. Know, yeah, because yeah, on uh, the same day Trump did that thing, or yeah, earlier. I had no idea. Yep. Well, that's sad. Thanks for bumming me out. <laughs> well, the day before, there was probably something that happened that we we probably ought to have been paying attention to. I mean, I think the day before, yeah. really, they were probably talking about monkeypox. So I don't know if anybody's talking about that anymore. <laughs> the HIV pox? Yeah. The, the gay orgy pox? Um... <laughs> All right, DB, what do you think? What's your big overall plan for why they did that? I just think they're, they're always trying to bring Trump down, and it's nothing else. You know, uh, I'm assuming, like, none of us even dabble in watching mainstream media, but I'm guessing all the headlines just say, you know, Trump raided, and, you know, they're, that's probably all it says, you know, and then they're sitting there speculating, well, he's probably going to go to jail. If he won't build a run for president, you know, I think I think it's, it's their only goal is to possibly find something, and if not, just to discredit him. I think that that was the overall but theme. Not to cut you off, but also I like Bentley's point about the distraction. And yeah, I like that too. I heard I'd something be. else too about Trump tweeting like or whatever he does at True Social, putting up like a picture, and in the picture there was. That date, eight eight twenty two. Yeah, but that's another like, month. Wait. No, that is this uh, month. That's where. Yeah, it, it was the day it happened. Yeah. Uh, it, it, for anybody that doesn't know that what we're talking too. about, it was during his rallies. There would be a number. I think it was eight eight zero. How did it go? Eight eight zero two two or something like that. And uh, some people thought it had to do with that date. August 8th, 2022. Um, well, you know what else it was, too, right? What? It was when Nixon got taken taken out of office or impeached. I can't remember which really? one, but I'm pretty sure it's to do with Nixon, too. That's it. Hmm. They liked their dates. Yeah. yeah well. Uh, Go ahead. You know, I, I believe heavy in spiritual stuff. I just think that numbers are spiritual things too that they just repeat like that yeah back and forth. symbolism for sure mm-hmm. um yeah i think the over in in to uh, kind of piggyback what you were just saying i've been seeing from lefties on twitter there's a guy named wayne madsen now i thought wayne madsen was like a friend of alex jones 
uh, I don't think so. <laughs> this guy is a hard leftist. And um, he was calling for Trump to be ex um, uh, electrocuted, executed. And, and then I saw a whole bunch of other people on the left hoping for, calling for him to be executed in prison. They want him dead. Uh, there's some rumors flying around that uh, they're going to attempt to assassinate Trump. Um, and the overall theme for all of that was to say that they want to prevent him from running again in 2024. Do you guys think that he is going to run again in 2024? I'll start with uh, DB and then we'll go to Bentley. Well, yeah, he uh, he basically announced it a couple weeks ago, casually. You you heard that, didn't you? Yeah, at his uh, at rally. Sneaky announcement. Yeah, it was something like. Yeah. I don't remember. It was it was strategically worried, basically saying it. And I, I like Trump, and I like how the country was going when he was president. But like, like I, I think I told you that I almost think DeSantis would be a better deal because you know, just they they, they don't they don't hate him already. And well, I think the they age hate thing, him. The age thing is, is interesting too. You know, Trump is pretty old. Things True. Age, but yeah. Good point. Uh, Bentley, what do you think? I believe he probably will. Not that I'm all yeah. for it, kind of, or not. I don't know. But I think, you know, if he can, he will. Yeah, I think that this, this action has electrified his base. I think Trump supporters out there are are more motivated than ever to not only vote for him, but I think do all the shit that the Democrats have been doing, which is knocking on doors and uh, promoting him more, um, much like, or campaigning for him, um, much like what the Democrats do, because they are really good at it. I would give them that. I have never, I don't know if I've ever once had a Republican come knock on my door to try and get somebody elected. I've had Democrats. And I think that's where the that's where the Republicans certainly lack um, is in their getting out and spreading the message like the Democrats do but after this ooh buddy they are pissed they are not happy and uh, they want to see they want to see heads roll for sure but they also want to see um, the Republicans get in they want to see Trump in there um, so you know we'll see I uh I I feel like I'm I'm right there with you guys. Um, I definitely want to see what a second term would look like for Trump, and I and I don't want to see DeSantis and him fight. I don't think anybody wants to see that. But um, I don't. I want DeSantis not to run. I want him to be a lifetime appointed governor of Florida. I'm cool yeah, with that. I'd be cool with that right there. I'm like, y'all quit. Just leave his name out. What y'all doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, st I, I will continue to say it. I think it, I think Trump DeSantis would be a one-two punch. I think uh, they would be very, very difficult to beat um, if he would bring him on as his VP. I don't know what they're going to do. It seems like DeSantis isn't going to run. But, you know, when you got uh, – he's got a lot of support. And when you got that much people, that many people telling you, "Hey, you should run, you should run," it's hard to turn down, man. You know, 
it, when it, when your ego is getting petted, um, I have to assume that that's a pretty hard thing to go. No, I'm good, you know. But I think it's I think he's smart. I think I think he he knows, you know, what we're talking about. I think a lot of people are talking about this too, and I think uh, I think he knows that. I don't know. Um, it Trump would be dirty if DeSantis ran against him. He'd have some funky name to call him. Yep. And his real people would be pissed that he was, you know, splitting a vote or something. Right. Yeah, he. that's what Trump does, man. He figures out a name and he goes with it. He's pretty quick about it, too. Yeah. Um, some might almost argue that he's uh, he does it off the top of his head. And then it sticks, you know, and... Uh, and he plays dirty, because that's, I guess, all he knows. And uh, it's a fact that... Um, he doesn't lie, though. I'll give him that, you know? Who's that? Trump. He does play dirty, but he doesn't He doesn't manipulate the truth at all. He just, he just cleverly words it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what you're getting with him. Yeah. Um, something to pick on DeSantis for, and it wouldn't be a lie, but it would be something somebody didn't really see. Right. It'd be something. Along with, along with uh, this raid, and it was just before this. Maybe this is the part that they wanted to sh- hush up. I don't know. But the Senate um, had passed the climate change bill, which had already went through the Congress, and now it's going to go forward to Biden if it hasn't already and he's going to sign it. Um, and I believe it's in that climate change bill that uh, we saw the 87,000 more IS, IRS agents hired. Am I right on that? Am I, am I in the ballpark with that You guy? are absolutely right. And don't forget, they're armed. Yeah, they just removed Correct. that from the description today, too. Yes, I saw that. They had a part in the description for the uh, IRS agents is that they were going to be armed and be given or granted permission Willing. to take lethal oh yeah to take lethal action I don't know about you guys it's not even like you're allowed to but it's like are you willing to kill people for this job right which a lot of questions right now are why would they need it what are they going to be doing you know are they gonna Are they gonna audit everybody? Is everybody getting audited? And if they find something, they're gonna come put a gun to your head and tell you, you know, you got to give up the money. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, how do you know you actually have an IRS agent coming to your house when it's something like that? Yeah, and that's so new. Um, what are they gonna do? <laughs> IRS open up, you know? And then you're talk like, about the revenue man. Um. IRS people tend to be fucking dorks. <laughs> I don't, I don't see a whole bunch of dorks willing to put their lives on the line to uh, to combat a, a gun owner. <laughs> I, I see that not working out in their favor. Um, I would assume that they're going to train them just like they would any other federal agent. But at the same point, it's like they're dealing with fucking taxes. It's boring. Like you're going to get like an FBI level person to get interested in, in doing taxes auditing people and then also train to be some kind of 
tough guy with a gun and and come around and collect money? Are you insane? Well, yeah. Um, what makes you think they're really going to be IRS agents? Right. Yeah. Good point. Well, you know, when they show up at your house, I mean, it might be the last person you see. <laughs> um, it's frightening. That's for sure. Uh, I think it's it's going to be intended to be another. They're going to weaponize it um, for sure. Um, against. And, and it's only going to be against us. I see that as they're not going after the mega rich people, the 1%, as they say. Uh, I think they hired all of them to take on average middle class and uh, lower middle class and even maybe those in uh, in poverty. I think they're going to be coming after them even harder. So, but that's, you know, that's a, an assumption. Uh, I think it's a pretty strong assumption. But um, or a pretty spot on assumption but it'll make uh, from what I hear it'll make the IRS larger than the Pentagon the State Department the FBI and Border Patrol combined yeah I'm glad you said that because I was waiting to they, the, I looked it up and it said currently they have 80,000 so that's going to take them to 167,000 yeah that is uh that's considerable. That is a serious... I mean, you're doubling what the IRS already was. And, um, you know, I don't know about you guys. I'm sh- I would assume that you're probably on the same side as me when it came- comes to this. But it is frustrating to try to deal with the government in any capacity, whether it be the... the um, what do they call it? The BMD? EMD? DMV. DMV. Jeez. Um... Well, they're called the Secretary of State in Michigan, so... Right, right. Um, yeah, Secretary of State up here. Secretary of shit. Uh, it's difficult to have to deal with them with that. They take, they drag their feet, they're slow. Um, but when they want money from you, it's a totally different... They want it right now, and they're not They're not waiting. Um, so maybe that's where these guys come in, is to, like the mob, intimidate you into uh, paying what you got to pay. Well, the U.S. owes a whole lot of money, and they're like, well, we got to get it from somewhere. So, uh, just a quick yeah. note, uh, 167,000, I think they say there's like 250 million tax-paying citizens. I might be I might be lower than that. But if there's 250 million, that's one agent for every 1,500 people. Whew. So that's pretty good coverage. Everybody messing up is going to be getting audited for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. I've never been audited. I've been working since I was 16. I'm 39 now. Never been audited. My mom was audited once, but I think we're going to see an uptick in that. What do you think the population will do? Do you think uh, they're going to take this, or do you think they're uh, they're going to rebel against this? I'll go with uh, uh, Bentley first. Um, Some people are not going to take that well at all. This is just like poking the bear. These people are purposely doing things that are not normal. If we're normal people, it's normal for a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree to that. Um, DB, you got any input? Uh, pretty much the same lines he's thinking, like, uh, 
I listen to Shapiro pretty much daily just to get some news from him. And uh, like he was saying, what's the government going to do if people just stop paying taxes at some point? That and would be my you know, kind of kind of flips the system. I would have a I'd have a an awake dream if that happened. Um, I would I would thoroughly enjoy that if everybody just stopped paying taxes. I'd love well, to I see. What they, what they would do is have like some sort of emergency provision where they tax everybody one way, which would kind of be nice, you know, like if it was only income tax or something, or maybe right. just sales tax. I mean, it'd be great for them to come to their senses and go, "Oh shit, we shouldn't be doing this." That's not. Um, well, you know, doing this, and this is the sh- real shitty part, is that obviously where we're at right now when it comes to um, the economy uh, taking a shitter, we have higher than ever um, inflation, uh, gas prices, which leads to prices of all goods and services. Um, I don't know about you guys. I had my fucking. Uh, internet bill go up. I'm like, the fuck do you guys need more money for? You know? It was already in play. There's no reason for you to increase my shit, dickheads. You, you're just providing me with internet. Um, and it seems that way with a lot of things, but no matter, you you have... And by the 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 poor are the ones that hurt the most when gas prices are high, when inflation's high when all these other goods and services are high. So you have all of these hardships. On top of that, you've got government printing out more money than they ever have. You have um, them shipping off billions of dollars uh, to other countries, uh, Israel, Ukraine, um, the all the pork that was in the uh, Green New Deal bullshit. And then on top of that, now they're going to crack down on the taxpayer themselves that's stupid. This is a dumb, dumb idea. But if you've read or listened to my coverage of the protocols, and I know that uh, Bentley has read the protocols. Have you read those, um, DB? No, I listened to probably at least half your uh, episodes on them. The later half is where they get into this was the plan to absolutely undermine the economy and the currency of every major country this seems like it's coming into fruition um, in doing these things what did you say? I said one currency yeah yeah I think we're still headed that way Um, I know in COVID you know, before you it, remember, it. Remember, I was telling you about Russia and China. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead and, and tell the audience about that. That's kind of what I I fear happening is the U.S. losing power with the dollar, and then uh, they're I don't I know it happened just recently, but they've been stockpiling precious metals to back up their currency that they're joining to make together. I think they I think they released it already. But and you're talking about back. Russia and China doing this. Yeah, Russia and China, yeah. I just think it's so, eventually spiraling into oblivion, and then those two take it. Basically, China, China taking over, but if they merge, that's half the world, basically. Yeah, and that's, why, that's what I'm worried about when it comes to us having a civil war. 
even though at times um, I almost wish for it at times um, I think that that's the only way to uh, to fix the problems that we have but I'm still very much um, aware that if we were to do that that would be the best opportunity for a country like China or a country like Russia to invade and especially if they come together to do it we're fucked Europe ain't gonna do shit and they might a little bit but they've already been having troubles with uh, with Ukraine with Russia and Ukraine you know they both kind of uh, black religion there too so they would go together pretty good well true but I'd also say that Putin is seemingly has been for the last I don't know decade or so been trying to reestablish the um, Christendom within Russia because he's a he's a pretty outspoken I believe he's a pretty outspoken Christian I could be off on that but I thought he was um, he's made fun of the United States for being a secular society and, and moving further away from the traditional family and traditional values um, but for, yeah for sure China China is a uh, I mean it's a communist state you know they want nothing to do with having a religion um, and rather their people worshipping at the altar of the uh, Chinese communist government yeah China doesn't want a bunch of people in China getting a different idea about something for but, sure <clears throat> yeah they they don't need that um, no because they want ultimate ultimate control and they want submission amongst their people I told you how I was accidentally making my daughter like Chinese racist didn't I Wait, say that one more time racist against Chinese people by accident oh <laughs> saying all this bad stuff about China I'm like listen I was like the Chinese people aren't aren't the aren't the problem. It's their rulers. I was like, we don't, we don't have a beef with the Chinese people. Like, oh, okay. There was like a mouse <laughs> in the house, and she's like, I wish that mouse was in China. <laughs> it's like, oh, I gotta curb this. Yeah, you tend to have to do that with kids because, and, and I've noticed this with my son. I'll tell him something, and he's he's terribly loyal, and uh-huh. he will take that. And next thing I know, he'll say some stuff, and I'm like, holy shit, dude, tap the brakes, bro. <laughs> not where I wanted you to go with that. I, I like the enthusiasm, but pull back the reins a little bit. <laughs> Let's reevaluate it. Um, she wishes yeah, there's a lot that. of bad stuff on the Emperor of China now. I wish that was happening to the Emperor of China. I think, okay, that works. Um, I'm trying to look up this uh, this article real quick. Uh, it kind of made its rounds um, through the conservative circles. Yes to make I don't even know I, I hate typing some search what, like some phrases so there was a gay couple that was charged two men oh yeah I know charged. yep you know about this uh, Bentley have you They're heard a really strange you know? last name I think it starts with a Z I'm gonna go with Bentley, no you... two gay guys doesn't ring a bell yeah so two gay guys um, adopted two kids I think they were two young boys what they're like four and six or something um and they adopted them and then they started making uh child porn with them and this story it went mega viral within the uh 
like I said, the conservative circles. Uh, I know Michael Knowles was talking about it from the Daily Wire. Uh, ew. It, yeah, very ew. Um, which I'm sh- I've said it before about um, this being an, an an issue within the gay community. Uh, you've got the what are they calling it? Are they sprites or are they twinks? It's one of the two. I which are like both. Yeah, both of them. All right, then that makes sense. Why I can never remember which All right, one it is. I did. found it. The last name is Zulok. Z U L O C K. I'm gonna type that in. Zulok. Yep. It was two boys. There's a special place in the afterlife for these kind of people. Yeah. So do they have oh, yeah. any history of that prior? Do you know that now? Because uh, here you go. Here's a real quick one. I'm going to work the other day. And uh, somebody picked me up. And we're going to go do a job. <laughs> apparently far away. Because I'm about 12 miles from the house. When I hear this guy get a call from the CPS. And about something. And he tells him he'll get back to him in a few hours and then I'm like hey dude what's up with calling the CPS man you know that's like the worst thing you could do for a kid yeah you better be real sure about it <laughs> I'm like matter of fact they're probably better off on the street than in CPS ain't no doubt man I was like but uh you know but we argued it was like really none of his business he was just being a vindictive butthead so I'm like dude you know let me out he's like what and I'm like yeah let me out I'm not working with you I do not hang out with people like you let me out <laughs> then I'm like 12 miles from the house so I'm like damn and I didn't want to call the woman because I didn't want to upset her right away right she, she knew some of the people involved and uh but I was like what the hell like, dude, you called yeah. the cops. What's wrong with you? Fucking trying to get kids taken away from their parents and shit. Oh, he's, yeah. you know, and he's one of those people that, um, <laughs> he's got a lot of problems himself, you know. Like, man, you know, and here you are pointing fingers at other people. Those are the worst people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a pretty strong finger. You know, and, and I know the guy, too, kind of. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, okay, well, how would you like it if everybody knew you called it in the law and CPS yeah. about your dumbass? Which it will all come out in the end, but like I said, I don't hang out with people like him, so not my problem. I'm out of here. Samuel liked you. Good for you, man. <laughs> um, which, it's kind of funny because that, that ties into... Um, I didn't know if I wanted to get into this, but okay, let's do it. Uh, the Alex Jones case. Um, the plaintiff's attorney, Mark Bankston, had straight up asked Alex um, about his comments about the judge, Judge uh, Maya Guerra Gamble. Um, and he said, well, you... And this is where the viral clip came from of Alex Jones. He was like, you've made claims that... Um, uh, what do you say? Politicians or something like that are helping 
are working with pedophile rings and yada 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 and, and Alex Jones's response was um, do you mean like Bill Clinton and his ties to Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> and it was just phenomenal that he had the balls to do that but the point that was being made he, Bankston was asking about um, Jones insinuating I guess or pointing out that this judge, Judge Gamble had worked with CPS in Texas and the CPS in Texas and other places have been caught throughout the decades um, grabbing up these kids putting them in CPS and then the kids being um, injected into child sex trafficking rings all throughout the major cities um, David Icke uh, claimed that she or I guess he found this information somewhere that she had actually coached parents when she was working with the CPS to give up their kids so that was the uh, insinuation I guess by Alex um, and I thought he answered it pretty good I just listened to the kind of the his last couple of uh, uh, testimonies on the stand and um, I didn't really like a lot of his answers but I think that one was pretty pretty well said um, I also want to point out for Alex Jones and for anyone certainly that I side with if I have a bias in your favor um, I am totally going to understand you getting you know getting sued getting up on the stand and uh, not how do I want to say this um, not giving them what they want basically I am all for that because fuck the system dude the system sucks anyway uh, never, ever, ever, ever help the yeah. government. Never. I just told my friend that earlier today. That sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's never good to lie, but don't always tell more than you need to. Yeah. Right. Do not help them. Hey, so. Uh, I got this if you can hear, let me. I'll, I'll turn it on and let me know if you can't hear it. Just barely. I could hear oh, okay. the parts because I've seen the video, so I know what it's. I know what it's yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, that but was, yeah. It was, he was. He had that thought up. It seemed like he was just waiting to say it. <laughs> yeah. It felt like Alex was like, "Are you seriously lobbing up this softball to me? I'm gonna knock this out of the park." It was so good. Um. Yeah, that was a shit show. For sure. It, yeah, I mean, at first I didn't think he was in a real courtroom when he said that. That was how. No, my, my, I, was, meme too, I thought it was fake. I was like, what was that? And then like a little <laughs> bit later when the prosecutor threw out the bombshell about all the texts, I was like, is that real too? Did that just happen? Yeah, then, that was the same part. Yeah. And I didn't, I know that like in that Alex, uh, he had he was like I'm sure he was surprised um, but he was he was like trying to he didn't want to give up anything like you could sense that with Alex. he was and 
his enemies, the left, are going to look at that and they're going to go, oh, he's lying. Yeah. I guess, but he just got hit with a bombshell. He's not prepared. Um, you know, he's in a... Really, what I guess you could look at in that is that... How many times am I going to say that word? Um, he had already lost. The The judge had already told him that he, he was guilty and told the jury that he was guilty and he can't say that he's innocent, so he's going to lose. At that point... I, I would have thought that, like, Alex would have been like, you know what, fuck it. Let's go after this. Yeah, this judge is a corrupt piece of shit, you know, just saying whatever he wants to at that point because he's going to lose anyway. You know, he could have sat up there and been like, yeah, I talked about this, which he did, and then I, re I reneged or I, uh, I went back on it and yada, 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 you know, but he didn't. He was he was still afraid, I suppose, um, and especially at that point when, they, when the Bankston was like, yeah, we're going to give over all of these texts and emails to the J6 committee as well as the FBI. And it's like, there's your tie-in. The FBI again, fucking around. And why are why why did they want his shit? Well, you kind of understand. But why does January 6th want it? You know? Why does the J6 committee want it? He's a big name. True. Alex Jones in that thing. But how about this? I was thinking, I think I'd... Uh, Hit the old peace pipe and then uh, had a uh, devil advocate kind of thought about Alex Jones. I was like, maybe, is that lawyer that stupid? Or did he do that? Did he throw himself at the foot of the cross for Alex Jones so Alex Jones could, when the appeal comes up, be like, look, man, I had a incompetent lawyer. And look yeah. now at what we know about this judge. She shouldn't even have been on there either. And then right. that evidence will get thrown out, like his text and that thing right there. That will probably even not even be in the next appeal. Theoretically, That's what a lot of people were thinking. yeah. Um, I mean, if that the big reason why they didn't throw it out um, during the case is because if that were the case, then that would set precedent. I mean, the case itself is setting precedent, but it would have set precedent for anybody to have a lawyer. And they just, quote-unquote, accidentally give up information that their client didn't want them to and then get the case thrown out. So everybody would be doing that. But I do see what you're saying, and, and I've seen a lot of people, a lot of uh, lawyers like uh, Robert Barnes and um, Viva Frey uh, talking about that. And those are two really competent lawyers. Oh, cool. And uh, they were both talking about um, the appeals process and you know what have you. So... Uh, yeah, I've listened to plenty of crime podcasts, and some of the things that get thrown out from court is just blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a shit show, for sure. But what's important, what's important about what happened to Trump, what's important about what happened with Alex Jones, Alex Jones is, they're taking away, it's not just about Alex Jones. Setting that precedent will then take away your ability to practice freedom of speech, your First Amendment. I know that there are defamation laws. Um, I know that those are on the books. Those are already there. That You can't necessarily defame somebody, whatever it may be. But the as the court system does, as lawyers have, they will twist and warp that and chip away your rights um, any way that they can and you have a whole bunch of people out there who are all the more willing to take you to court 
over some bullshit that you might have said and they take it as defamation and just like this you know i don't see how it can be defamation if he won he said it and then he went back on it before they ever tried to sue him like okay you fixed it beforehand what how can you still claim that i mean i i guess i can see the point of like well he said it at first and that's what hurt us all right but are you really responsible for what somebody else does because take kyle rittenhouse and nick sandman you had people who hurt their reputation so badly that they can prove that they're not going to be able to get into whatever college is, which is to say that they're not going to be able to get certain jobs that they wanted. You can prove that. You proved it with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, I think he was wanting to go to Texas A&M, and they said no. They turned him down because he was a quote-unquote racist or whatever it was. So you can prove that. When it came to these parents, were they harassed? Sure, I guess. I mean, that's what I've heard. Um, and people were sending them death threats and things like that. Okay, I mean, you can prove that people did that. But can you prove that Alex Jones sent them to do that? He said something. But did it really hurt their reputation to the point where you could claim uh, uh, a loss? You could claim that their reputation was actually skewered and that's the problem that i i see with this court case um what do you guys think uh we'll go with db db cooper first that just kind of reminds me of the same thing with what they did in trump with this uh raid is just like tarnishing the image you know they came after alex jones so many times and he just kind of brushes them off Yeah, it's uh, and then like the fact that they like kept the number keep going up on how much he owes in the settlement, and yet they can only get like a million and a half. Just like, yeah, because it's, it's just like, it's just like an optics thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and for some reason they can then use that later as oh well they were awarded X amount of money, but they only got so much. Um, Benton, how do you think? Um. You know, Alex has, uh, when I was listening to him back at that time, I would say like 98, 99% of what was coming out of his mouth was true, but, you know, he really dropped the ball on that story, but there are some people that are like really into Alex, so, you know, I could see him pushing their buttons to, I don't know why, you know, people go do things like that anyway, I can't wrap my head around it, but. You know, but he also eventually was like, "No, nah, I didn't. That was all wrong." You know, right? Like you were talking about earlier. You know, he they didn't plant their little seed until after he admitted he was wrong. Yeah, and that was even really taken into consideration, even though he said it numerous times in the court case. He he went so far as to invite both. Neil Henslin, uh, or Heslin and Scarlett Lewis onto his show to where I'm more than certain he would have been like, you know, go ahead and let me have it and I'll apologize and, you know, whatever. Maybe even set up a uh, <clears throat> some kind of uh, donation for both of them or whatever it may be. Um, as we're talking about this, I don't know if you guys are on Twitter, um, but I have seen on Twitter many a day 
many a time just logging in, there is a promotion of I don't I can't remember what the organization is called, but it's all of the um, supposedly all of these Newtown families um, of the the victims. It's all of their families that are on there that are all trying to uh, get whatever bill passed to get rid of AR-15s. And I thought about it, and given, sure, you could find 20 people out there that would be against this, but or, or I'm sorry, be against people owning an AR-15, especially if it was, you know, uh, uh, somebody's kid that had gotten harmed, but I really have a I really wrestle with it in the sense that not one of them thought, hey, we're taking away people's rights to defend themselves. That certainly not all gun owners are like Adam Lanza. Adam Lanza is an exception in the sense that, and not a good exception, but an exception in the sense that he went and did an evil thing where we don't think that all gun owners, especially all people that own an AR-15, um, do this and we're taking away their ability or attempting to take away their ability to own this gun and to defend themselves, which what is never pointed out, at least in the mainstream media is how many times people use guns. And in many cases, the AR 15 to defend themselves, uh, successfully. And I've heard the number and I don't like the number because and I don't know why it's it's this big of a gap, but it's anywhere between 500,000 and 3 million. And I think that's a year. I could be off on that, but I think it's a year that people defend themselves with guns successfully. So guns being used to, in, in a good sense, to defend people from an oncoming attacker. You know, and that's never brought up. But... The number's <clears> pretty <throat> far apart. On this on the search I did real quick, it says 500,000 to 3 million, but I, I know Shapiro always says at least a million plus. Maybe 2 million plus, I think is what he says. Yeah. it's And I don't like that. I don't like that it's such a large gap there, but what makes me... I guess if I could... If I had to try to really pinpoint it, I think it's a big part to do with the um, number of cases that are reported and how they're reported. As in the whatever law enforcement agency that's taking in the information and how they record it. I think that's probably why there's such a, a large gap between reported cases of 500,000 to maybe 3 million. Well, and, that's an awful lot. Either one of yeah. them. Because I, I listened to uh, a guy named Brian Suits who's a um, DJ or a radio personality in Seattle in the morning. And he's up on things like this, so that's why I meant to go look. But uh, he said more people are killed by fist in America than guns. No matter, including all the mass shootings and all that, every year, more people die from fist. Sure. Well, a huge um, part of the, the gun homicide rate is suicide, too. It's something way above homicide. Oh yeah, for like sure. Twenty thousand like, or something. When they say gun deaths, they certainly don't like because context matters. They don't take into consideration how many of those gun deaths are suicides, and you can't really claim that that's like a a mass shooting or you know some kind of I don't know nefarious 
uh, use of a gun other than obviously using it on themselves. But if they didn't have a gun and they were serious about killing themselves, they would have used another way. So you got to kind of take that one out of the mix. So you have uh, suicides, and then you also have gang activity, which is basically a whole bunch of criminals who have guns that, according to our laws, shouldn't have guns. And so you group them in together with this group of gun deaths. And well, you're talking about Chicago. <laughs> I'm talking about just about every major city and all the major gangs that are within them, the Bloods, the Crips, all of those dickheads. And that's not an accurate depiction of actual gun deaths in terms of when the left uses those stats against us to say, oh, all these all these shootings are happening. It's like, yeah, but those people are already criminals. Yeah, and those are there because of your policies, dummy. Yes, yes, absolutely. But they won't ever so take a question. From, uh, this is from Pew Research, so this is at least reputable. There was uh, yeah. 45,000 gun deaths in 2020, and uh, 50, 54 were suicides. 43 were uh, murder, so it was, uh, I know I got the numbers here. Is that percentage? Yeah, 24,000 by suicide and 19,000 murders. Jeez, that's a lot of suicide. Suicide. Suicide is up. Yeah, sadly. Keep going up. Well, when, you know, when you've made some mistakes, um, you know, in, in your life choices, and then things get bleak, you know, and then on top of that, you've got these outside stimulus in terms of like inflation and gas prices and loss of job because of, I don't know, a lockdown. Um, yeah, that's going to lead some people to doing some drastic uh, final things, you know, like committing suicide. Sad. You know, fucking super sad. Especially people without, you know, they feel like they don't have friends or family around that they can they can uh, put a, a, a head on somebody's shoulder. Um, do you guys know who Patty Pimblett is? No. I know the name, but I can't remember. Patty Pimblett is a lightweight, I think it's lightweight, uh, MMA fighter who looks like he's more than likely going to be fighting for the, the championship sometime in the in the near future. Is he a leprechaun? Oh yeah, I do like no. him. He's an Englishman. He is uh he's from I thought a, a girl for some reason when you first started. I was with woman. Oh, yeah, Patty, P A T T Y. No, it's I was P-A-T-T-Y. thinking of some little hottie for some reason, I don't know why. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm sorry, did he just say a dude named Patty? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a he's a really good Really good fighter, man. He's he's uh, he oh, just yeah. overcame the biggest test. That's like being named and, Sue. Uh, yeah. After um, after the match, uh, in his in his statement or whatever, he uh, pointed out that he had a friend that had just committed suicide like a week or two before that, and um, you know he talked about how he, how you know amongst men we have this idea that we can't talk about our feelings and this, that, and the other. He'd much rather have his friend cry on his shoulder than have to go to his funeral in a week or whatever he said. So it's even affecting, you know, big stars like that 
out there that you know they got friends that feel this way you know um i've had suicide effects uh my life not obviously me but um you know having family members who uh decided to do that and it sucks man i mean obviously but uh something that's is uh hard to get over you know you don't have closure uh you know you go on to think even me with with who it was for within my family it was uh it was like man could i have called them and like made a difference you know even though you you know better that you more than likely weren't going to but it's still you know you always have that question in your head like could i have called at this exact moment that would have changed their mind or whatever it may be but sadly it's just something that i don't know i don't know what the answer is to that whenever somebody pops into my head out of the blue i usually try to contact them yep i always tell people if somebody's important to you and you you think of them and and you appreciate something about them if they're not with you or if they are with you just make sure you tell them because there's a reason you feel that feeling yeah i'll just call or reach out something you know sudden life happens if uh you know it may like the way my dad my dad died the last time i seen him you know i made a choice to hang out with him and not really do anything and that was the last time i ever got to hang out with him and that makes me feel really good you know it wouldn't have changed our relationship but the fact that i chose to hang out with my dad and not really do anything versus go to a party with my friends you know yeah for anybody that thinks my show is all negative there you go it's pretty positive you know message i think well can can i bring them down for a moment (laughs) yeah You've already bummed me out once in the show. All well, right, go ahead. I, well, I think maybe you and I <laughs> talked about it about the um, <clears throat> the casket maker who was like his business was off the charts, and then not to mention it was like he was making like he was like way behind and trying to get more kid coffins, like and that would be yeah. coffins less than five foot. Mm. And I'm like, what? And I even saw him. And he was, uh, that was the one he said it was COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. We I remember tried him. to play the video or something. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that. Yeah, I remember. And a lot of that was suicide. Jeez, with kids, man. Yeah, that's what worries me the most about that COVID thing. I've heard some mental health experts say that the strain it put on kids is frightening what's going to happen in the next few years have you have you heard the uh audio of the guy that called and talked to the pharmacist that told his wife that there wasn't any side effects and the kid like got the um the heart thing like a couple days later myocardia yeah thank you i have not heard that no and she's like well we tell them that's because they <laughs> we don't want to scare them we want them to take that vaccine <laughs> and she said that jeez man. and he, well, he I mean, it went I on for like 10 kids. minutes i told Chiz the other day about how the head of the cdc didn't even won't even take the vaccine oh yeah the um ethiopian shit, guy right yeah I, damn it was the name of that guy. i remember reading that 
And Michael knows, knows just was talking today about they released new COVID guidelines, and like the second thing in the guidelines says that unvaccinated and vaccinated people should uh, treat it the same way. So the vaccination basically does not matter. Albert, <laughs> unless you took it. Yeah. Wait, was that the C- the Pfizer CEO? No, that was the World Health Organization. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was misquoting. It wasn't CDC. It was WHO. Yeah. All right. World Health. World Health Organization. Yeah, that was a little while ago. I wonder if you're find his uh, obituary too now. Didn't take the vaccine. Who? The Ethiopian fella. Because that was a little while back. Okay. I was just making kind of a joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's just ridiculous, though. It's like, why wouldn't the friggin' head of the who take it? He said something about, like, Ethiopia, like, they need it more than him or something, or... It wasn't, like, religious reasons or anything. It's just like, yeah, okay, well, I'm not interested in it either, obviously. Was it the World Health Organization? It says there's one, there's an article from Yahoo that I first got, which said that the Pfizer CEO, Alberta Bourla, uh, didn't take it. We might assume the CEO. General, Director General. Oh, alright. Ed Hahnemann. I can't even start to say his last name. Gaius. Type it. And this says three this says three days ago it says it's a false claim, but Yeah, I'm seeing a picture. He's on the video saying it, so unless you got it between now and then. Well, well Wait, the one Tedros? I'm thinking about was a while ago. Tedros Adhanom yeah. Ghebreyesus. Yeah, me. Anyway. Yeah, I had heard that too. Um, I didn't know how true it was. I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me. Why would you take this thing that you know is killing people? Um, seemingly well, with the point. it's not effective. Yeah, absolutely. More effective than the psychotic uh, drug that they just found out about. What's that? Oh yeah, I heard something about that recently. They said they did a study and it said 86% of those drugs were ineffective, or as effective as the placebos. Lovely. Um, you know, 86% of the people are getting just side effects. Yeah. People, man. Shit, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, um, how's it go with the vaccines? That the, at, at the beginning, you they were going to stop you from getting uh, sick. They were going to stop you from getting it, stop you from spreading it. And then it was not going to stop you from spreading it, but it would stop you from getting it. It's not going to stop you from getting it, but it's going to make it less severe. And then it was, it's not going to make it less severe but you're not going to die. And it was, <laughs> you're not going to die. Or no, you are going to die, but you're not going to go to hell. 
<laughs> <laughs> You're going to die, but it's not going to be from COVID. <laughs> um, yeah, it's useless. It's absolutely useless. And um, and yet people are still taking it, getting all their boosters and shit. Fucking retards. Did I send you um, that video of that? Uh, it was one of the developers of the RNA one, and he was saying how that it was. Uh, I don't think. I think he was one of the developers, but like he was getting patients um, having like shortness of breath, and they were uh, healthy, and he was finding that over and over, and he thinks that in the next two years there's going to be like mass deaths from it. And he was saying that it, uh, like the way it disables the cells and then replicates, and they they never uh, fix themselves after that, so you just end up getting like endless uh, like. Uh, compromised cells yeah yeah I can see that for sure um, I mean there was a lot of people that you know they had some viral videos that were going around um, there was one guy I can't remember his name I think he was out in California and he went to one of these councils council uh, town councilors or whatever and he claimed that everybody would you know these people would start dying in six months kind of looking like he could have been right you know uh there's been a lot of rumors that people were going to start dying in in uh x amount of years you know whether it be five years or whatever it may be um that's an uncomfortable un uncomfortable conversation to have with people that you know and care for that have gotten the vaccine i have yeah. very many of them um i mean i'm safe from it <laughs> i never got that stupid thing so uh yeah, i think but uh I think Noel said too that there was a study that had been done that uh, like 60% uh, of the women who had gotten the vaccine were experiencing irregular periods and stuff since then. Yeah, I heard that. Fertility and issues. It, it was making a lot of people sterile too. Um, they weren't able to have babies. Uh, How about, kinda... There's a uh, cluster of uh, businessmen in my hometown who have all gotten cancer here recently. Yeah, cancer numbers have gone up for sure. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine listed off a bunch of them, and I was like, holy hell, man. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's like, quite an awful lot. See what I mean about having your detective hat on, you know, for everybody? There's just some people that are lack that, you know? They can't put two and two together. It's like, yeah, that might be because of this fucking experimental drug that you got put in your body, um, and you wanted yeah. it, and you keep putting it in there. I mean, one of the earliest uh, things I've seen was the result of my grandpa getting the polio vaccine and suffering from polio from it. I mean, that was... 75 years ago, but still, like, I remember his hands were all twisted up, and I was like, got my mom one time, how that happened to him, and she's like, from the polio vaccine. And I'm sure they tested that for, I want to say, at least 15 years. Alex Jones talks a lot about the polio vaccine actually giving people polio, and also killing people, you know. Um, yeah. I've read some I'm, other things about that, saying that um, it was something completely different that was doing that they never actually oh, really? um, fixed anything I mean they'll give you a polio vaccine but there was something we were doing as a a nation that we stopped doing almost all of a sudden you know like kind of like washing our hands or something as simple as that that was just one theory that these people came down to it was really this 
and the whole polio vaccine was all BS. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It, 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 my um, my wife's grandmother has uh, she passed away about seven months ago, seven eight months ago, and uh, she she was a pretty level headed lady. Um, she had suffered from colitis and um, she had had polio when she was a kid and she got the vaccine and it cured her of polio so oh, wow. she was very yeah she was supportive of the vaccines and um, she ended up getting this one and she one night um, not too long after getting the vaccine one night um, they are on vacation and they had to take her to the hospital uh, the doctor said that her colitis had acted up and um, I mean within 12 hours she turned septis or sepsis and um, she ended up passing away she my my wife and her mom made it just in time uh, I mean this is something that's really bothered my wife and my wife is a pretty staunch Republican and isn't uh, <clears throat> she isn't very fond of conspiracies um, but you know being married to me <laughs> she's uh she's changed her views somewhat and um this one especially she's she was she didn't really want to you know announce to me right off the bat that this is what she was thinking but eventually she came around to think you know that it had something to do with the vaccine um and obviously you know and i i, I handle that with you know very cautiously and it's not like i shove it down her throat or anything but um you know it's uh even for to have somebody like my wife turn around and go you know i think that this has something to do with that damn vaccine because she was fine she dealt with this colitis very well her grandmother for years I mean, maybe even decades um she did really well with it and treatment that she was getting and all of a sudden she gets this fucking vaccine and next thing you know she turns septic sepsis one night septic one night and um and ends up dying, you know, no more than 24 hours later. <clears throat> you it's know. a tough place, though, because, like, the olds were probably, like, the only ones who should have been getting the vaccine. But, like, in the same breath, like, that's why I was real hesitant about it, because there's no one cure-all for everybody. You know, that's something I've learned over time, is everybody's different. So there's going to be a certain amount of people that something works for and then doesn't remotely work for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it was really a it when you look at it and you see doctor like people who claim to be medical experts and doctors or whatever that have never seen you or me, and they're demanding that we be given this medication that we didn't need, you know. And to look at it that way, it's as basic as that is. It's pretty astounding. Um, that we allowed for that to happen, you know. I mean, obviously, you and me, all three of us, you know, it's not like we were on that side, but we, as in the general population, you know, allowed for that to happen is is pretty yeah. uh, pretty nutty. The mob was like a couple of clicks away from like quarantining everyone who wasn't vaccinated. Right. That was, that's what that's what scared me the most about that whole situation was I didn't think it was gonna escalate to a on fixable situation but the way that everybody fell in line and just ate up the narrative from the media was like it was just religion yeah it really let me down 
good. It was it was frightening. I was just like, what in the world? But <clears throat> that was just what I was seeing. I was not experiencing it here in Florida at all. I mean, yeah, there was a few Looney Tunes, I suppose. You guys had a good governor, <laughs> you know. What's what's your governor out there in uh, where you're at, DB? I think he's gay. <laughs> well, he talks like a fat pole smoker. But we have an awesome friggin' Lauren Bobert. Is she out of Colorado? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Why do I know she, her name? I I know it in a good said, thing. She she was trying to carry her gun in the Congress. I don't know if they let her or not, but she was pushing for that. Okay, I think I've yeah. seen her in Congress a few times talking about things, raising hell about this or that. She be like, ooh. She's a congresswoman. I, I, I got a couple of chats with her on uh, Facebook, but then I found out she was married. I was like, yep, I'm out of the running. Yeah. She's a cutie, dude. For yeah. sure. And she's got great values, and she's very outspoken. She yelled at yeah. somebody not long ago. Who was that? Oh, she yelled at Biden while he was uh, talking about those. How many soldiers was it that came back? Remember when he checked yeah, it? Yeah. And she yelled at him on the on the uh, Congress floor. Five foot. Yeah, and she got some balls, dude. I, I'll give it to her, man. She's a good one. Yeah, when she talks, she's 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 straight to the point and makes good points. And she goes. I mean, dude, she goes on like. I think she's been on InfoWars. I'm pretty certain that she's been on Elijah Schaefer's show, uh, Slightly Offensive. She's been on shows like that before. And she's, I think, pretty good friends with uh, MTG. Um, you know, she's uh, she's she's a good one. I like her. Colorado's kind of a weird place because it's super liberal in these cities here, but the, the outskirts, like the country, not like the, the mountains and stuff, is all real... Uh, conservative, so yeah, strange. Well, it's uh, it's almost like little California because so many Californians went out there when they ran away from their problems that they started out there in Cali, and uh, at least that's the story that I had always gotten. Um, we got some of the worst abortion laws here too. Yeah, I've uh, I've had some clients from Colorado, and one of them was telling me that that story of like, yeah, it was a great place until all these fucking liberals came in she's she said that specifically she's like all these fucking liberals came in from california and yeah. turned it shitty they started off in like durango yeah it's what they're doing in deck or in texas now i think that's more of a that was more of like a an intent i think um to try and turn texas blue and bring in people prior to the ones that left more like within the past five years like Joe Rogan and shit when they left to go to Texas um, I think that was a separate thing and I think uh, prior to that it was like a, a, a political ploy to try and turn one of the reddest states um, that the United States has ever seen into a, a blue state well yeah that's why they're trucking out the immigrants now <laughs> yeah, yeah um, oh dude Abbott I'm sure you guys may have heard about this but Abbott um, ended up, what did he send? 4,000? Uh, he bust 4,000 illegal aliens from Texas to, what was it, New York? D.C. and and New, New York. DC and New York. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fucking alright, dude. Showing he's got some spine. I like it. He's got spunk. Um, and then, who was it? Was it the mayor of New York? Yep, who, Eric uh, Adams. 
Yeah, that fucker. Um, yesterday, I think it was, uh, got in front of a podium and said, uh, we're going to send some people down to Texas and, and uh, start door knocking to get, who I don't know, Abbott out of office or whatever. And Abbott's response was, uh, what did he say? I'm your Huckleberry? Is that what he said? I did not hear it. <laughs> I didn't hear that, but I like that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Which is funny. I don't know if that was what he said. I might be wrong on that. But uh, I just showed. I just had my son watch uh, Tombstone for the first time yesterday. Cool. He loved it. I was going to say, because nobody says that better than Val Kilmer, though. Oh, dude. That was... I don't know about you guys. That I think that was Val Kilmer's best role. Was his Doc Holliday? Oh, he that was he owned that. I liked him in uh, Heat also. You know, I never watched Heat all the way through. I watched it like halfway. I need to watch it. Yeah. You know, sometimes I thought he was the only one acting in Heat. Pacino and De Niro, specifically De Niro. Yeah. Um. I don't know how much I've heard from Pacino, but uh. Uh. Certainly, De Niro is a fucking lib, man. Oh, he God. Is, he is the worst. I can't even watch The Godfather now. I know. He's like, for him to... I think he really thinks that he is the characters that he plays. And it's like, you're not, dude. You're a drama nerd. You came from money. Your mom and dad spoiled you. You know? Um, you're not a tough guy. But, you know, he's. I guess he's Italian, so he thinks he is. You know what I say? I say that if you if you're an asshole in real life and you're cool in the movies, you're a good you're a good actor. So I can yeah, separate the point. two. I mean, good point. It's it's tough. Like I I think Tom Cruise is an absolute lunatic, but they're replaying. Like I was talking about those anti segments when he was talking yes. to Matt Lauer, talking about how dangerous they were, and it's like, oh, well, you know, way to go, Tom Cruise. You were on right on that one, I guess. And, he was, yeah, he, but he also, it was, how, it was how he approached that, too. I think that turned a lot of people off, because he was like, you Real don't aggressive. know this, and I do. Yeah, he was he was almost too aggressive for that. But you know, had it, he made isn't Matt Lauer kind of a POS? Yeah, Matt, Matt Lauer's a so, kind of... Yeah, it turns out, yeah. Maybe he knew that going in, so maybe he's like, oh, I'm <laughs> but I don't like Lauer, so maybe I'll get angry. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could kind of compare that to the uh, Alex Jones and um, what's that English guy's name that he did a interview Pierce with? Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. No, Pierce, Pierce Morgan. <laughs> Pierce Morgan. Not James Bond. <laughs> yeah, not James Bond. Um, that was kind of like that because Alex went in fucking hard, dude. <laughs> he was screaming. Oh shit! That's the thing. Gavin's always talking about too is how the left and right won't talk to each other anymore and that's a big part of the divide yeah well you yeah, you sure. can't you know it started like you know like two years ago I was in Orlando and was just around all the yoga smoothie vegetable eating construction dudes <laughs> <laughs> I used to live there that's an interesting town oh man and um yeah i couldn't talk to them it was um it was a debate every time and they er, and several times they told me i was an awesome devil's advocate and i'm like no i'm a god advocate thank you because they were also <laughs> yoga so they're buddhist oh yeah yeah 
Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'd, I've almost all but given up to even talk to the left. Um, really, just because it's like it, I got to, and I don't know if it's my age or what it is, but it's they're not. One side changed. One side changed and went so far in a different direction, and became so. So well, they're see. to the point of wishing death. Yeah. Literally. So people they would like to die. Yeah, and I was one of them. I was one of those people they wished would just go ahead and die because you know, what do you mean you're not going to take the vax? I'm like, what do you mean you took it? <laughs> you know, I'm like, hello, what are you talking yeah. about? Have you been paying attention? But yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point because I don't want him to die. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't want to talk to him either because it's, it's like I, we have a finite amount of time on this earth, and um, we should spend it trying to certainly make things better. And I get the argument of like, well, you know, you should try and change minds to make if if you got something good, you know, share it with others. I agree with that, but there's also a limit because they don't, they they will not come over to your side they won't listen to reason rationale logic common sense they they're team players and they will play for that team and they will and they're loyal i'll give them that they're loyal but it's it's become such an obnoxious ridiculous place amongst them that they they just won't hear the other side and you you'll waste your time you know doing it no um i like uh yeah, the uh, um, an example well, when before Biden was president, and uh, the guy was like, "What's wrong with Biden?" You know, because he was saying Trump was a racist, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> oh, Biden's a racist, dude. Uh, how about his, you know, nineteen ninety four crime, crime bill, bill? You know, or the racial <clears throat> jungle quote? Yeah, yeah. So he immediately." Uh, Googled me and got back to to answering that, and he's like, "Yeah, it was Strom Thurmond." And I'm like, "Yeah, and don't even get me started on that racist dude." I was like, "That law right there could put the black man in jail from that day forward." They were down. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, bam, just like that. That was all black man. Yeah, and he wanted to say, you know, argue with me about how I was wrong about that, and I'm like, dude. Come on. But no, yeah. Oh, Biden was just this old man, this simple old man. What's wrong with me for not liking him was the whole take on all of them. I'm like, wow. But they sit in front of CNN all day long. I would only be in like a house or something for a few minutes. But it was on all day, every day is what they listen to. Yeah, at the airports. Didn't they lose that contract? I thought they lost the contract to uh, CNN to show in the airport. CNN and MSNBC. I think the airports. I think I heard that somewhere. What were you saying, DB? Uh, I like Gavin's approach. Like, in the, I think the way I approach it with people I really don't know, and also with like family members, where it's like kind of confrontational, is just to like drop little little bits of truth here and there that to try and invoke thought and not necessarily like establish a side just like you know there's this too and uh you know it just seems kind of strange that they 
approach it from this angle, whereas this is the actual story, you know, and just yeah. like approaching it from a neutral. I, I think it's more uh, effective with people you're close with, you know, like specifically me and my sister's relationship got real strained with the whole BLM thing and everything, and she's slowly coming back around, and that's all I had. That's all. That's all I was doing. Slowly giving her little bits of truth about what was going on in the world, you know. Yeah, I, I, um, well, as much as I don't, it, it, maybe I should say it like I, like this, that I don't want to talk to him, but I can't help myself at times either. Like more, I am, I'm more than happy to participate in the debate. Um, but I think, I think that that is a good approach too, because you're right. It is about approach in the sense of, um, having a, a non-confrontational, uh, kind of like what I, I was talking about. Yeah, like a thought-provoking um, uh, injection of a of a of an idea, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also from like a, by stats too. If you have some random stats you can throw out that are credible, that's really, yeah, like that's a, real hooked on that stuff. An unthreatening comment, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is not like I'm gonna kill you or something to that effect, but more so like coming from an. Uh, um, an unthreatening standpoint, if that makes sense. Like, you know, not, not neutral. Yeah. Like a neutral standpoint, you you know? Yeah. You have no opinion on the issue. You're just trying to state the facts of what happened. Right. Almost like making a question out of it, you know, like asking Mm -hmm. them, Hey, did you hear about this? Or, you know, is this right? You know, or whatever it may be. So, I mean, it it seems more practical to use on people that are important for you because you're going to want to have little, things lined up to say that are just like interjection versus random people but that's pretty much how I approach it is I get a chance to throw some facts out there and make them think about stuff that seems like the best option it's that's a good point um I think when I was doing it to you know down in when I was in Tennessee around all them uh all the democrat family members that I had down there uh they I was kind of already at a dis not a disadvantage but in terms of like trying to make them you know provoke different thoughts because they already knew where i stood you know um so it was kind of harder to come about it that way even though i did change my approach in the sense that i was just genuinely asking questions to see where they were and they were catching themselves up but i don't know if it was necessarily doing anything in the sense of like them wanting to um accept it you know accept the fact that they just fucked themselves over with the things that they were saying. And I'm not talking about brain. Brain is great. Uh, brain is a normal person. I have family members down there that, and not all of them, but I have quite a few that are just, I don't know if they'll ever come back, man. And it's well, sad. There's, there's an obvious reason why they're being misled, too, because they're following fake facts, you know? The news yeah. is telling people fake stuff. And it's, it's like not surprising people are wrong about things or taking the wrong stance because they're being led astray. Right. Yep. Flat out life, yeah. Well, how about this? This is where <laughs> it started in Orlando, but I've got to use this across the board, I suppose. But eventually, you know, it comes up, because I will throw out a stat or two, and uh, then it'll eventually come up to, you know, well, what makes, you know, me smarter than all their experts that they're hearing from. (laughs) 
And I was like, okay, well, number one, I have discernment. And then, of course, it's an atheist, so I tell him immediately. I was like, I don't know if you have that, but I got that because I believe in God. That was kind of a gift. And I was like, and that lets me know somebody's lying to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, and then second, I got critical thinking. I was like, that lets me add up the numbers. I can see what's going on, you know. I can catch on real quick. And then I got deductive reasoning, and that just lets me know if you're full of crap. And that usually leaves them thinking about it for a minute. (laughs) I was like, I got all that going on. I think there is something to be said about making an argument that is is so ironclad that you know there's nothing you can do about it i mean look at look at what matt walsh did with his what is a woman documentary you know um there was a there was a tranny that um he approached and talked to on the street and he'd asked them the question what is woman and it went down the same kind of uh pathway that the all the rest of them brilliant but the guy the yeah the tranny said uh well i'm not a woman so i can't tell you it's it's up to a woman and he goes okay are you a cat and he was like no he was like well can you say that you know a cat isn't a cat or a cat is a cat or whatever it may be and the the guy just walked away i think he even said i can't answer that and it was like it's such an iron i mean it's so simple but it's such an ironclad argument um they, or maybe even they don't, don't even want know. to answer that. They don't want to because if they do, then they're going to erode. Yeah, their head area. will explode right in front of you. Yeah. Well, and a lot of those did, man. Just watching the clips that I have from that documentary, it's just it's it's enraging. I give him all the credit in the world for not reaching across the space between him and these people that he interviewed and just beating the shit out of them. You know, there's the the one gay professor from wherever the fuck he was from the attitude on that piece of shit you know it, it would make it, it just made me want to fucking reach into the screen and, and choke them you know for being such a, a pompous smug um, authoritarian piece of shit you know um, that's all four kids getting mutilated mutilated and um, injecting these chemicals into their bodies that'll, that will uh, damage them for the rest of their life they don't fucking know there's no studies of long-term they effects of... They just said something about the puberty blockers. Did you hear that? Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Yeah, okay, the fucking yeah. puberty blockers. Like, there's no long, long-term long studies on that and the effect of it. and That cannot be good for a kid, especially if they're yeah. like, one day, I don't know what I was doing. I want to go back to what I was. You're fucked. You've, you've got tits. <laughs> like, you're never going to get rid of those things. You know? All I can well, do is just thank God that I wasn't born at this time because my dad would murder people. He did. Uh, he did murdered people. Fact. I know he would have. I'm not making that up. I know he would have. In this situation, if I were to come home and just told him that one of my teachers helped me figure out I was something else, my dad would have flipped his wig. Shit. Yeah. I don't know what I would do if I found out that some pervy-ass fucking teacher was doing that shit to me, kids. Well, I know you're not allowed to call the school and complain about it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call That's when you, uh, pack up and move to another state. Yeah. That's what one guy did. 
Uh, what I was asking specifically is that it was the FDA who released a statement about the puberty blockers, and they said that it was uh, causing brain swelling. Oh. Uh. Shocker. Yeah, it's because uh, if I'd have been taking something like that when I was a kid and wouldn't have been masturbating, I'm sure something would have exploded on me. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man, these kids, dude. I mean, that on top of, like, having all the devices that they have, having, um, you know, the Internet, just they were born into it, you know. They didn't see a time. Um we started rewatching uh, Malcolm in the Middle, and it's so funny because that was all prior to the internet, you know? Uh, not necessarily prior to the internet, but prior to people having computers in the house, you know? Um, and my son loved it, and now my daughter loves it, and it's just funny to watch these kids. There's one point where all the brothers, there's four of them at this point, all the brothers are together, and the parents are gone. And they're watching golf. And uh, one of the brothers is just like, come on, he's the oldest one. He's like, come on, let's go outside and do something. And it was like, holy shit. I remember those times. I remember, you know, let's leave the house. You know, we're kids now. It's like, I'm not saying it doesn't ever happen, but more than likely they're like, let's jump on, you know, the video game of whatever, whatever device, and play a game, and, you know, zone out while in the house. And it's like, Fuck, dude, that is—that's gotta be such. Go ahead. I, I don't know why we don't have our kids at this point walking around in their high school or their elementary school with Google eyes and building rocket ships and other things right now. You know, like I've always thought, if we're ever got a chance to be better people, it would be the kids. You know, growing up and making the world better by making that flying car that runs on i don't know baloney or whatever you know but you got to give them the tools to work with but the only tools they're getting now is now let's talk about your gender now apparently you can't do that here in florida good good first step back to normalcy but they just said you can't you can't talk about the teachers can't talk about their but yeah, they can't talk about like their weekend and things like that. You can't say gay either. Can't say gay, Bill. What a fucking. I man, that's they're good at that. But I get, and uh, I don't think it was being gay. It was about being trans. You couldn't talk about being trans. Yeah, but the Democrats came out to say it's a to to call it the you can't say gay, Bill. Gay, Bill. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, ain't they cute? people know that that's not what it is. But see, our kids should be in school with everything. You know, music, all of that stuff, and come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, push them towards, or at least guide them towards, you know, um, am- having ambition and, and and being creative and things like that. I mean... I feel like me and my wife do a pretty good job. Uh, you know, I just went on a bike ride with my daughter yesterday. Uh, she loves doing that. My son, the same. We had to get, I had to get him a new tube, inner tube for his back tire, and got that. Got pegs. Dude, my son's got a a, a bike that I would have fucking, I I, I would have done anything for. It has pegs on the front, uh, both sides of the front um, tire or wheel and the back wheel. 
you know, it's got a, the handlebar that you can spin around and it doesn't get the, the brake wires uh, caught up and shit. I mean, dude, I would have been out fucking jumping everything with that thing, you know, like back in the day, dude. I remember times when me and the, the kids in the neighborhood would all jump on bikes and there would be one bike without a fucking seat on it and it would make its rounds, you know, like you got to switch off every whatever. Is this, did you guys go through that? I remember having this shit happen. Oh, <laughs> I've been there. Bike. I don't know how I ended up with one, but it wasn't long. I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah, yeah you take Maybe one good... somebody else's house. <laughs> you have one good um... fucking bump, and, and uh, you'd know to never do that shit again. <laughs> you'd know you never want to ride that fucking bike again. Um, but, uh, shit, dude, we used to make tree forts. We used to play in the... In the um, the woods. I mean, we'd get into all sorts of crazy shit. Now, country or city, though. Say that. Say that again. Country or city. Where I was, we were up in. Um, it was like, uh, like a um, what was close city? Oh, Brighton. We were like up over by Brighton. I remember that. And then when I was down in Tennessee, we were fucking. We were in the country, no matter really where you went. You know, so. Um, yeah, you could, but there's something that changed too. Is that, and maybe I'm, I'm part of this problem, but I don't really like my kids going out. You know, it's like without me, where I can't see them. Certainly not my daughter, but my son. And we've we've allowed for you know that to kind of change a little bit. You know, we can leave the house where my son's home by himself. He's 12. I think I was 10 or 11 when that when uh, they started doing that. But I I know back in my day, our day. Um, you were left alone at like fucking eight, eight, nine, ten, something like that. You know, parents parents were a lot a lot more lean, a little more lax. Yeah, I, I had a uh, babysitter. Yeah, my mom she didn't leave us alone very often. <laughs> and actually, it was old Maria, and she had polio. Oh shit! Yeah, it comes back to that. Yeah. That's the theme of this episode. Is yeah, I don't think... Uh, I can't recall her story. I knew it at one point. I knew it, but that's been a while. Yeah. I was a kid, you know. This I is think about it. Elementary school. Living in the city, I don't want my daughter out of my sight. She's only eight, but... Like... I don't even consider it here. Well, there's too many creeps. There's too many creeps out there. Yeah, I had a younger Thanks. sister, and she was never without me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did not go home without her anyway. Sure. You know, I, I grew up country, and we all played, uh, you know, after we did our chores till dark. And then, like, I had a lot of friends that lived in surrounding cities, but I had a lot of family, and... Grand Rapids and Detroit and stuff, and it was different there. Even, oh, yeah. even in those days, even in those days, they weren't allowed to get too far away from the house, you know. So mm-hmm. it, I, I think it's one and the same. Like if I lived in the country now, I'd send my daughter outside, you know, all day. But like here in the city, she's mm-hmm. inside most of the time unless she's with me doing stuff. Right. I don't know. I could have well, been I... miles away from my house at that time too. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, I remember traveling quite a ways away, dude, fishing and all sorts of shit, you know, mm-hmm. getting creeks, getting muddy and dirt and all that. Um, 
tell you what, unfortunately, it's uh, quite a bit past my bedtime. Um, but uh, we got to do this again, boys. This is fun. I mean, we're almost at two hours, and it doesn't even feel like, you know, it's been that long. For your first time, DB, how does that feel to you? I was really nervous. I uh, actually pooped myself at one point. <laughs> that's, that's when the mic stopped working. I had to run the change. Yeah. Don't forget to wash. <laughs> yeah, using baby wipes. Um, <laughs> now good. that you... Go ahead. I think it's been pretty good. I just hope my voice transferred good. I think it did. Now, given when when we're listening to it on here, you'll see when when uh, when the episode comes out, it's going to sound a little bit different. But I think your voice probably picked up pretty good. Um, I know I know uh, Bentley's does every time. I know mine sounds a little bit different, but I'm also hearing the voice in my head while I'm talking. But yeah, um, Bentley sounds like a a radio announcer. Funny enough, that's what he used to be, weren't you? Yeah, at one point, yeah. Yeah. So, and now, now he's one of my regulars. Um, he's a mainstay, as they say. So, uh, yeah, and uh, and it, let it be known, I will, I will prop up Bentley. Uh, he's usually the one that's reaching out to me because I'm like fucking busy all the time and shit. I can usually count on him to get me uh, get me going. So, um, and certainly that was the case today too, wasn't it? Maybe, I Maybe. suppose. <laughs> I usually try to throw a shout out to him, just let him know. I will tell you, dude. You saying something to me reminded me that I had an episode today because of the last one that I put out. Um, like I said, I had put I had I had made one for my Tuesday episode. And then I hated it so much because when I had done it, um, I don't know what what my problem was. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it also it, I just felt like it, I wasn't hitting the mark almost anywhere. So I remade it, and that's the one that I put out. But it took me a minute to to, to remake it. it. Took me an extra day. Um, and when I did all of that, usually I I have a feeling of like, okay, it's Tuesday, I got an episode. It's Friday, I got an episode. I didn't even realize it was fucking Friday today. And then you sent me that message, and I was like, "Oh shit, I have an episode I got to put out tonight." Hell yeah, I can get. And uh, I think I was talking about that with you, um, DB. And then I was surprised that you were like, "Yeah, man, I'm off tomorrow. I can do it." Holy shit, let's do this! You know, so um, that's rock all and that. roll. It's always rock better. Now we have a two-hour episode. Love it. Um, so I'll talk to both of you guys. Um, after this, and uh, hopefully we can schedule another, um, whether it be at the same time or not. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed you being on here, DB, and uh, the same with you, Bentley. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> usually at this time, I'll ask if you want to plug yourself. DB, do you have anything that you would like to plug? It's okay if you don't. I have some guests that are, don't uh, yeah, necessarily have anything. Really. No? All right. Uh, yeah, well, you can... Facebook and stuff, but I'm not trying to... Unless there's any not right now, yeah. Anything. you got to create another account that's uh, strictly for D.B. Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to have you back on. Um, and uh, it was a hell of a... Uh, it, was a it was a joy to have you here. Same with you, Bentley, as always. 
Uh, Bentley, would you please plug yourself, sir? Yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, you can do that at uh, nuclearknucklehead at yahoo.com. And then uh, look me up on the Fringe Radio Network, fringeradionetwork.com. And there's going to be a uh, 13th anniversary show August 29th. I think it'll be live on Spreaker. There you go. That's interesting. You know, one of these days, um, maybe we could do a live one. I got the, uh, I got the thing. We can go live. Okay. Just let me know when. Is your uh, your logo like a rising sun? Yeah, and that's actually a setting sun in the Gulf. Oh, and it's okay. kind of, yeah, I tricked I that picture that. out, actually. Uh, interesting side note, and why this episode is actually quite special to me now. Um, both D.B. Cooper and uh, Bentley Meadows, also known as Bentley Craig, these were two of my first listeners. Both of you guys were. And um, you guys were, I believe, the first ones to reach out to me. Uh, and then it both it bloomed into um, a, a super heterosexual, no wait, homosexual, homoerotic friendship between all three of us now. So you guys uh, are trapped. I don't agree with that, but I see what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, both these guys are my friends now, and uh, I I appreciate the hell out of both you guys for coming on and. Um, for Bentley, obviously, of having uh, shit, man, we've been doing this what two years, I think, two or three years. Yeah, I started at the around Christmas, maybe Thanksgiving of nineteen. No shit. Yeah. So yeah, so my my years. show definitely took a turn for the worse. Talking about all this crap, I was more. We were in the like you know the last thing before all this was like you know we're talking about portals with the Pod Piper. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden it's COVID-19. Yeah. Well, it freaked out a lot of people. So uh, we'll get back, though, you know. Um, yeah, so if you want to find me or reach out to me, metv1105 at gmail.com is uh, the best way to do it. Uh, go to my website, theweaponbook.com. Uh, still working on everything there. Uh, you can find me on just about every social networking platform, with the exception of TikTok and Instagram. Um, I was suspended on uh, uh, Twitter again there for a minute. This was a weird one, though. Um, I didn't call anybody a retard. Um, I called the lady that was being a bitch a bitch, and uh, I think I called her a shithead, too said some names but she had also started at first and uh, she reported me which is kind of crazy and uh call him princess yeah well um or honey i I feel like i handled her the the appropriate way that i should have after that Um, (laughs) i just retweeted her and called her out but outside of that uh left her alone um because she's that type of shit ain't worth my time really anymore anyway um Outside of that, uh, I think I usually always give my my friends that come on here uh, the first time, I'll give them the opportunity. Um, I'll talk to both you guys after this, obviously. Schedule another one. Uh, DB, do you want to do my outro? Uh, I'll 
think about it, but I think I'll screw it up. I just like the, I like, like to say the ending. I always have the yep. bitches. Don't be a fish ass. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you make it like G-rated, I'm like, damn it, he didn't keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it real this time. <clears throat> Guys, I will talk to you soon. Until next time, be accountable, be responsible, don't be a bitch ass liberal. Later, buddy. Peace. Hey, check it out. 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 The Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion in Modern English. A one-page summary. Goyim are mentally inferior to Jews and can't run their nations properly. For their sake and ours, we need to abolish their governments and replace them with a single government. This will take a long time and involve much bloodshed, but it's for a good cause. Here's what we'll need to do. Police our agents and helpers everywhere. Take control of the media and use it in propaganda for our plans. Start fights between different races, classes, and religions. Use bribery, threats, and blackmail to get our way. Use Freemasonic lodges to attract potential public officials. Appeal to successful people's egos. Appoint puppet leaders who can be controlled by blackmail. Replace royal rule with socialist rule, then communism, then despotism. Abolish all rights and freedoms, except the right by force, by us. Sacrifice people, including Jews sometimes, when necessary. Eliminate religion. Replace it with science and materialism. Control the education system to spread deception and destroy intellect. Rewrite history to our benefit. Create entertaining distractions. Corrupt minds with filth and perversion. Encourage people to spy on one another. Keep the masses in poverty and perpetual labor. Take possession of all true wealth, property, and especially gold. Use gold to manipulate the markets, causing depressions, etc. Introduce a progressive tax on wealth. Replace sound investment with speculation. Hmm. Make long-term interest-bearing loans to governments. Hmm. Give bad advice to governments and everyone else. Eventually, the Goyim will be so angry with their governments, because we'll blame them for the resulting mess that they'll gladly have us take over. We will then appoint a descendant of David to be the king of the world, and the remaining Goyim will bow down and sing his praises. Everyone will live in peace and obedient order under his glorious rule.